Welcome to SHIFT, a college admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that uses memory-based adaptive learning technology to get you better results in less time. You can get a free trial of our ACT course by going to achievable.me, and if you like it, be sure to use the code PODCAST to save 10% at checkout. Now, let's get started. So, on the show today, we have Claudia Chesler from Potomac Education Center. And Claudia, I'd love it if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your company. Um, Well, I've been with the Potomac Education Center uh, for, I guess this is my 17th year. Um, We're an independent collaborative, and uh, it's a very personalized a tutoring company. We work very closely with the students and their families. Um, I'm I'm a former attorney, so I bring a lot of that to to my practice here, and working with students and bringing out the best in them, and um, and it's very rewarding. Yeah, fantastic. And so, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was, you know, for the SAT or the ACT verbal. A lot of people really like to focus on vocab as kind of like the number one thing that they, you know, can study more and, and get better at the test. But oftentimes the best way to solve questions is to have a strong process for those as opposed to relying on your knowledge of, you know, every vocab word that you see. Because unless you're really, really, really thorough, it's it's quite possible you're going to see a word you don't know on the test, right? And so knowing the process is kind of like knowing how to solve the problems as opposed to just, know, you know, because you've memorized all five vo- vocab word answers, then you can solve it, right? So I'm curious, um, you know, first question I have for you really is, is why is it so important to have this strong process for vocab? And what do you feel like is the process for vocab on these exams? Well, I was really sad when they changed the SAT the last time. You know, they got rid of the sentence completions. Because the vocab, it's really important. It's language. It's, it, it's mm. you know, it, so it makes people civilized, you know, being able to communicate well. You know, you could be the smartest person in the world, but if you can't communicate your ideas, nobody's going to pay attention to you. So, you know, unfortunately, I did have to scale back the vocabulary portion of of my tutoring when they changed the SAT. Um, Uh And I look forward to to its return. But, um, you know, and by the way, I also think it's the great equalizer because they always talk about how, like, you know, the SAT, you know, it's, it's for wealthy people who can afford tutors. The words are free. You can go to the library. You don't even have to go to the library. You can look at your phone. You can look up words. Um, and, and, and students realize that when they start working on their college essays because, you, you know, there are more words than okay and great and very. So it, it's, it's an important life skill. Um, Mm-hmm. So it, it is a shame, but when you're re- taking the test, it's not just the word. It's not like there. It's not a spelling bee or a vocabulary bee where you have to like stand up and define a word. Right. It, it's the context. So if you're not understanding a word in the passage, you, you're going to miss something. 
and and maybe you don't understand a word in the in in the question or the words in the answers. So yeah, it's important. Um, can you get around it? Yes, but but you know you can decode these words. And and when I used to teach vocabulary, I included the roots and the prefixes and the suffixes, because you know it's not just knowing that word. It it's maybe you don't know the, the word that they're asking, but but you're going to know, but it's not those other words. So, mm. you know, it, it can help you and it can help you decode other words. So, um, and you know, what's worse than not knowing the definition of a word thinking, what? thinking, you know, it, but you have the wrong definition. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's a problem. Yeah. So what do you, I, I guess maybe then, um, when you're attacking these vocab related questions on the ACT and SAT, I mean, how, how do you advise that students like start looking at these questions and the process for that? And then, um, you know, I, my follow-up question basically is like, what do you do when you don't know what the vocab word is or what some of the vocab words are? Well, I mean, this is such a multifaceted question. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a two-part question. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of overlap. I I like to tell my students like, you know, all the times you didn't know a word and you and you asked your parents and they said look it up. Now look it up. Look at now's the time. Even for whatever time you're working with me or you're working on your own on the on the SAT or the ACT, this is the time. Look it up. It's a couple of months of right. your life. The payback is huge. Um. You know, maybe maybe you knew it wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe you'll pick up two words that way. Um, but, you know, the tests are going to repeat these words over and over again. Like, I remember on, on the one of the older versions of the SAT, there would be like if a student didn't know a word, they felt like it, they were being haunted because it would show up like three times on the test. Like, how'd they know I didn't know that word? But so it, it's going to show up on another test, you know, or if you don't know the difference between undermine and underscore, you can't mm -hmm. answer the question because those are the opposite practice, you know. Um, so it, again, it can be, it can be a word in the passage. It, you know, you can, you, a student can do homework and just circle them. Just just circle any word, even even if it's not even a question, even if it's an answer choice you're not choosing. If you see a word that you don't know, this is the time. Circle it when you finish doing the homework. Look it up. Um, you know it, it's going to show up again. Um, and and then you know, you might learn a couple of words, and it might help you decode a few other words at that. You know when you're looking at it and it's funny I'll point out to students there's there's one test in particular and I forget the word but they'll say I, I don't know this word and I go that's really funny because it was in passage two and you read right past it and you had no trouble with it but when they're asking you know it's like part of the question suddenly like I don't know that word so it, they they repeat them and you know it, it's and and of course they don't want the primary meaning so, you know, don't answer it literally. That that's usually the first mistake of most most students. But um, but how do you answer? But you were like, how do you answer these questions? Well, 
know the word. I mean, that, that's, you know, that's the, the easy answer. You know the vocabulary words. But, um, but here's what I've gotten from students. They'll, they'll pick the hardest mm-hmm. word in the answer choices because they assume that that's, that's the word. Well, it, don't assume that. It doesn't have to be the $5 word. It can be the easy word. The test isn't trying to trick you. You're tricking yourself. You know, it can be any of the words. Um, But, you know, I mean, I'm going to say students should, you know, make a list, write them down. I wish that they did that. Some of them do. And it really does help. I mean, you know, the the, the words that they don't recognize are going to become small. You know, it's going to be a smaller and smaller list each time. Um, cause they're going to start recognizing the words in the passage. They're going to understand the meaning more. It, 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 and the payoff is huge. It's like giving a gift to your future self because mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to have a greater vocabulary. You're going to communicate better. You're going to sound smarter. You're going to be smarter. You know that. Right. Yeah. I mean that, that's it. And it's simple. I mean, they're, they're just words and English, English is really tough. You know, it's like. You're, you're lucky if it's your first language because it's a really difficult, you know, language. It, it, it's, um, there are, uh, there are contronyms. There are words that mean the opposite of each other. But like, for example, cleave can mean to come together and it can also mean to separate, uh, you know, like words like that. It, it can drive students crazy. So just being aware of these things and that there are different meanings um, you know, like I, I, sort of a funny story, but, um, the word citation, um, some of my students only know that word cause they've been cited for alcohol mm-hmm. at, at parties, but it, you know, it can mean something else or, or they think they know it. And, and, and the answer choice will be like C I T E S I T E S I G H T. And suddenly they're like, uh, Oh my God, maybe I don't know this, you know, like maybe I can't differentiate even a simple word. So it, it pays off. But, but one thing that I would occasionally tell my students, which this is probably something I I shouldn't be saying, but when they had sentence completions, um, I, I say, look, you really don't need to know the definition. It's all about context. Look at the context. They're probably telling you, you know, everything you need in the sentence. There are clues. There are context clues so that you can figure out the right word. So can you eliminate a couple? Sure. And then, you know, sometimes if your students have a sixth sense about it and it's sort of like they, they, can't, defi- they can't give you a definition, but, but they know that's the right word. And, um, but it, it's what they're asking. It, it's, it's the way they're posing the question. Sometimes like, you know, they'll have like a blank with a comma, which is an, and a positive phrase follows it. And it's like, they're giving you the definition in the sentence. It's there. Right. Yeah. So like take advantage of the context. They, you know, you're making it harder than it is. It might already be there. So that's, you know, that's kind of the process. Yeah. And then when you're looking for sort of context clues that show you that, oh, the answer is actually in the question, like what are the key things to look for? Um, 
well, obviously, if there's an positive, like that's huge, because um, that that is the definite. Or, or if they get, you know, they'll say like blank, and then there'll be like a colon. Yeah, they're giving you the definition right there. The tone, um, the the tone of of the sentence or a paragraph or the question, um, you know, d don't overtone it. Um, don't don't pick the word convene if it's you know about a bunch of friends getting together. Meet is mm -hmm. fine, you know. So so the tone. I mean, there are a lot of different factors. So you know, being like mindful and attentive when you're looking at it. And not just, well, I don't know this word, so it's probably this one, I'll pick this. You know, it was not, not a good answer. Um, but sometimes you do need to know the word. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. There's one particular SAT where um, it, it's, it, you needed to know the word supple. And if you don't know the word supple, you can't get it. And, and, and if you look through, like, where it should be in the text, they talk about this stuff lignin and it says it's uh strong and flexible <clears throat> that's it that's the definition like that's it like yeah sometimes you do need it you do need to know them. but um but look looking at everything they're talking about the tone the context uh the subject matter um you know don't pick a like a a super fancy word if it's if it's you know an informal uh paragraph or passage that you're reading um you know keeping it in the like the voice of the passage um and make sure you know the spelling because sometimes you know they're going to put similar words um or words that sound alike but mm -hmm. but you know they they do know how to pick the words I many times that students will confuse for something else. But, but again, afterwards you need to look it up. You need to like, okay, I, I wasn't sure right. about that word. I mean, keep, keep a list, a log anywhere. Um, you know, if it, kids do flashcards for, for math. There's, you know, you can do flashcards for vocabulary words, even, even if it's, you know, you saved a little list on your phone, whatever it is, keep track mm -hmm. of them, you know, cause it's, it's, it's good to track your progress. Um, right. And I think the other thing too, that, um, is important is if you are, you know, putting together a flashcard list, it would probably behoove you to have multiple definitions of the words that you're studying. If their definitions are dramatically different, right? Like there's quite a few vocab words that, mean very different things depending on the context right um and it can have multiple meanings so make sure you're you're studying all of them as well yeah and and you just brought to mind another another a good technique it's it's so obvious it's embarrassing to mention but like read the entire sentence right they're they're fooling around with the placement the formatting of these questions so um if, if you don't start at the beginning of the sentence and go all the way to the end in a passage, you're probably missing something. Um, mm -hmm. there, there's one test where it says, it's the word right, R-I-G-H-T. I mean, who doesn't know mm -hmm. what that means? But but the, but the way they, they formatted it, 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 it looks like it was, it turned out, and, and it's the beginning of a line, and it says right at the end. So it sounds like, 
precisely at the end. But they, but that's not what the sentence said. The sentence said, everything turned out, and then the next line right at the end, meaning like, okay, it turned out fine. So right. it had a completely different meaning. And they got everybody who didn't read the entire sentence. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think that maybe is sort of the key to the, to if you don't know the answers, you're trying to, you want to pick up as many clues as you can before you actually are trying to answer the problem. And at the end of the day, you know, you can always do the exercise of like, what word would I put here? Right? Like I would put everything turned out fine at the end. Right. Or I would put, uh, you know, if you read the whole sentence or whenever they have a question, like, you know, like a vocabulary and they put it at the top of the page, turn back, Turn to the the prior page. You know, they're doing mm-hmm. that on purpose because they're betting on people not turning, you know, looking back for the context. And, and you know, these aren't mm. created in a vacuum. They're all, the whole thing should fit together. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, for answering, you know, like people will pick the most, the, the most wordy, complicated answers because they think that's what, what the, the test wants and, and, and they're forgetting that, didn't you, didn't they just say that on the page before? So it's redundant. So yeah, there's like, you know, a lot of different issues happening at the same time. Um, right. And at the end of the day, uh, you want the best fit answer. And that can oftentimes be the simpler word. And they're trying to kind of get you with these complicated words. But again, I tell them you're, you're only getting yourself. You're doing that to yourself. Um, there, there's an ACT question. I mean, I always laugh, but they talk about this painting and, and the choices were something like voluminous, limitless, mountainous. And, and like, I would say like 60% of my students are afraid to pick the word large. That was the answer. Right. <laughs> it was just large. Like, you know, yeah, it's just large. That That's, that's all they wanted. Don't, don't. Don't go for the $5 word. It doesn't have to be that word. Right. Well, and in that example, um, in particular, right, like, if you know the definitions of the word, you'll know that, like, voluminous, which is hard to say, <laughs> um, is is really, like, literally volume, right? It's it's literally, like, it's it's not just, it's not just big. It's, like, you know, got a, it takes up a lot of space, and that doesn't, you know, it's kind of true, but it's not the best fit answer for a 2D painting. Right. And, and but honestly, on a, on a lot of the SAT questions, they're not giving you the best choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you, you alluded to this. You know, I go back to the text and I say, okay, don't look at the answers. Pick your own word. What word would you use? And then find something right. that's close. But, you know, some of them are, are not great is some of the choices. I mean, it's like, uh, that's really not the best word. Right. Yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the other thing maybe to, to kind of, as we wrap this episode up, I, I wanted to ask you, what do you recommend people do to study for vocab? Um, I mean, certainly when you see a word on a practice test or in your quizzes or, or whatever, you should definitely write that down and add it to your list. But do you have any starter lists that you recommend? Um, and you're feel free to mention other, you know, ven- other vendors' products here and things like that, or books or things that you recommend. 
Um, and then any sort of methods for studying that you recommend? Um, well, you know, anything by Erica Meltzer is great. She's, she's really wonderful for the, for verbal. Um, okay. um, a lot of kids don't like to read, unfortunately, but they, and this is going to, I don't even know if you know about this, but they used to make these really cheesy vocabulary novels. Have you heard about this? <laughs> I, I, I've like heard of them, but it sounds, sounds painful, honestly. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, uh, I, I remember seeing them in the bookstore. They were little paperbacks and there'd be, one was about like, Bobby the football player or something or you know like high school experience type little silly novels and at the bottom of each page they would have the vocabulary words that were on each you know like the they would have the definitions of the words they were using <clears throat> vocabulary words to help craft the story right yeah but uh, you know I mean if more if more kids you know, liked reading or, you know, actually, you know, like read the newspaper. Um, yes. Yeah. The New York times or the wall street journal, like read, read the news that's maybe kind of written at like a college level. Yeah. Yeah. And try and elevate, you know, magazines. I mean, um, I, I would imagine even, you know, if, if students wanted to read like Sports Illustrated, it's probably got decent vocabulary. I mean, you know, um, anything like that. But but follow through, you know, if you don't know, don't just like leave it sitting there, you know, just look it, look it up. Or, or if you've seen this word a few times and you don't know it, like do this for yourself. It, it's 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 really for you. It's 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 for your <laughs> own benefit. It, mm -hmm. And it's it doesn't seem terribly you know difficult or you know dramatic of a thing that right. Well, and also feel free if you're if you're a student listening to this or your parent and you have a student you want to get working on this. Um, don't feel like you need to do it all from scratch, like or even pay a ton of money. There's a ton of great resources out there, right? Like I just googled just now, you know, SAT verbal vocab Quizlet. And there's a top 100 most common SAT words flashcards on Quizlet. There's a top 500. There's even a top 5,000 if you really want. I don't think you actually probably want to go that far. But, I mean, at least the, probably the 500 one would be a really good one to dig into, right? And that's all made for you. Somebody did all that work. So, like, don't feel like you – this is a monumental task. Like, it really is just – you can stand on the shoulders of the people that came before you and it'll make it a lot easier. Or even, you know, it's, you, you, everyone's heard the term, oh, SAT word, but it's, it, oftentimes it's not an SAT word. It's a normal word that people just, they right. don't know. And they, they just, um, um, uh, what's the word? Um, oh my God, I can't, it's, it sounds like practical, but it's, uh, oh, pragmatic. It, none of right. us, they didn't know pragmatic and like, it sounds just like practical. So like, how difficult is that to remember? You know, but it's a very common word. I wouldn't con really consider that an SAT word. So, so a lot of them are common words that people just gloss over. And, and then, you know, when push comes to shove, that word shows up on the test and they don't know it. And it's, and, and it's a word, you know, that they'll come, that is commonly used. It's not like, you know, I'm asking you to remember lugubrious or something. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Any kind of final uh, thoughts here about just like how to essentially up your vocab skills before you're taking your SAT or your ACT? Um, make flashcards. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, you know, a lot of words are very similar or have similar spellings and mean different things, you know, or they have primary, secondary, tertiary meanings, you know, ask questions or try and decode it or ask someone to help you. Um, you know, it, it's probably not that complicated. Just ask, don't be, it, it, self-advocate, <clears throat> look it up. And if you don't understand it, ask anyone, you know, most people would be happy to help. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Claudia Chesler from Potomac Education Center. And you can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by going to achievable.me. And if you like it, be sure to use the code podcast to save 10% when you buy it.